Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we discuss and analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one minute at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. And I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us again today from Metafail.net is Kevin O'Shea. Hey, thanks for having me again. Yeah. No problem. And today we're going to be talking about Minute 47, which starts with the end of the line from the previous week. It's a dirty great root sticking into my back. Yesterday, you mean not the previous week? Not the previous week. We always yesterday. say that. I know. I'm really bad about that. <laughs> dirty great root sticking into my back and ends with Gandalf riding through Isengard beneath the shadow of Orthanc, mm. the great obsidian tower that we will see immediately when the next minute begins. Well, you see the miniature in the background, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yes. And- but we'll get it. We'll get a nice close up on it at the yeah. very beginning of tomorrow. Yeah. So, this is the the scene. This little camp scene was also cut mm-hmm. along with the entire previous minute. And I just I just like watching Sam just twist around and try to get comfy in the background of this shot, and uh, he just he's just not having any of it. Sam was not built for this. I like that his response to not being able to sleep is to pull a hunk of bread or something from somewhere and then just start eating it in right. the background. <laughs> just, just eating to get comfortable. Yeah, just comfort eating. That's why you're fat, Sam. What's interesting is that it looks like the uh, wrapped pack is a packet of uh, Lembus, but they don't have that yet. Yeah. It's true. They, they won't have that for a while. But it still looks like it. It does, which, which makes me wonder if they were just like, oh, hey, we have this, so we'll just use this. No, no, no one will even notice. It no kind of looks like a, like a heel of French bread or something. Yeah. Um, it, it probably just is like one of those crackers of Lembus bread, quote unquote. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they just had a ton of them lying around. Maybe. Because, you know, they they filmed stuff out of order. So right. They probably filmed some of that stuff fairly early on. And they're not hard to make. There's recipes all over the internet. Yeah. yeah. It's just very dense bread. It's like flatbread. It's almost yeah. like pita, right? Yeah. I think it's like a very dense cracker. Well, it's not a cracker. But we'll talk about it. You know, like biscuity. Yeah. I like that the look on Frodo's face is basically just, please go to sleep, Sam. Well, I think it's kind of <laughs> cute, too, that he smiles a little bit when he says, um, neither will I. Yeah. Not getting, not getting used to sleeping out here. Oh, Sam. Yeah. Oh, Sam. <laughs> <sighs> I know, it, it's pretty great that, like, Frodo is the one that's just like, I'm... I'm never going to get used to sleeping out here either, Sam, because on set, Elijah Wood apparently just fell asleep everywhere. Yeah, there's all those pictures of him just curled up in random places on like set. in cabinets, <laughs> under tables, just well, like in got chairs. It, especially with such a grueling uh, pace. I mean, look at look at uh, Emma Watson at the in the Harry Potter movies. She would just, like, go sleep everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because these guys were on, like, a 15 and a half month long shoot. Was yeah. 18? Eight, I think it's 18 months total, but yeah. it's, like... 15 and a half, like, straight months for a lot of them, and then they came back for, like, post and stuff. God. I can't even imagine. Right. I can't imagine just being somewhere for the better part of a year and a half. Just waking up at 5 a.m., getting your feet on and your Every ears. single day. <laughs> Every single day. Which is why you your... catch, uh, catch a nap whenever you can. Yeah. So, apparently, when they were filming this scene, originally, they did a bunch of takes with, like, different critters sniffing around their campsite, waking them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Ordesky mentions that there was at least 29 takes of a deer. That's so cute. <laughs> just like sniffing around their campsite. It's like Snow White. Right. Just Frodo, like with his angelic little curls and his like 
alabaster skin or whatever just like <laughs> curled up and sleeping on the ground and then there's just like a deer eating like licking sam like, <laughs> like uh, right. disney princess powers yeah <laughs> but, like where, where are all those blooper reel shots of like the the deer sniffing and then like just sticking his his tongue in someone's <laughs> nose or like licking right up someone's face just going through the bag That's eating funny. the lembus bread i mean at least it's a deer it's not a bear and he said something about like doing it with like rabbits and stuff too, which would be adorable. Little little critters to harass the hobbits. <laughs> I think that also adds to the overblown, like almost absurd innocence of the Shire. Yeah, if like little animals just like came out and it's right. just like, what are these guys doing? <laughs> Gonna go check them out. Well, because the elves just passed through too. Yeah. Well, so. yeah, the animals are just following the elves. Oh. Because elves are all cool and naturey. Yeah. Now I'm just thinking like Bambi. Right. Like in the next Glen Over, someone's filming Bambi right now. Right. You can call me Flower if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Bambi in a long time. It's sad. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Did and... I ever tell you the story of the last time I saw Bambi? Yeah, because you watch Bambi and Dumbo back to back. Yeah. Bambi and Dumbo double feature, like, with my housemates the first time being away from home. And they're both, like, oh, God. they're both, like, dealing with, like, parental, like, loss and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, God. So we're just, like, crying. That's <laughs> like watching, it's, it's, it's like watching uh, the Muppet movie and uh, follow that bird back to back. Oh, God. Oh, follow that bird is so sad. Oh. Poor big bird in a cage. Mm-hmm. That hurts. It hurts my soul. This uh, this minute really takes a turn in the middle. Oh yeah, like halfway through because like this is the we we finally we're done with like Frodo and Sam for now and then it's just like oh we get this nice little foggy morning scene over some fields and there's two little sheep in the bottom left hand mm -hmm. corner you might not even notice them but just to remind you you're in New Zealand there's some sheep in the shot right and then Black Rider. And the music, like, shifts as soon as the horse appears. Right. It was very, very menacing. And then it does a complete 180 with the bombastic trumpets and everything. Yeah. And then it goes right For back Gandalf. to, like, the, the fellowship theme. Yeah. They're taking the omens to Isengard. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Is yeah. that Misty Morning Shot, like, a matte painting? I bet you a lot of it is. Or is that just how beautiful New Zealand is? I, I mean, if New Zealand is that beautiful, let's go. Honestly, it probably just is New Zealand. New Zealand being New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Largely untouched by the hands of man. Yeah. I mean, the sheep. Yeah. But it looks like... It, it like looks like it's real to a point. Yeah, the foreground is. It's probably digitally enhanced New Zealand. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Like Just like digitally enhanced Hobbiton. Yeah. Greener they, than it should be. When Gandalf is riding into Isengard, they talk about how, at least with the miniature in the background, those are all matte paintings. Yeah. They went out to the location where they were going to do the outdoor scenes with Isengard mm -hmm. and took pictures all around where they were going to do them. And then made matte paintings of those backgrounds. No, they, um, like, like big giant like prints. Big photocopies, yeah. Giant prints and put them up around the set so that with the lighting, they got the same kind of color reflection they would get from outside on the set. That's so smart. Yeah. So that it would match at least closer the actual outdoor filming. Man. People are so smart. 
right? <laughs> but like the, the the shot of Gandalf riding into Isengard, like the top down shot, is like uh, I think it's a, like a digital Gandalf, and then he's riding through the miniature. Yeah, that whole um, overhead shot is all digital. All digital filmed with the mini the miniature of Isengard, like it's the the miniature trees and the the roads part of the miniature that they built and all that. And then they enhanced it digitally. And then they enhanced it all digitally and put in the little horse with Gandalf. You can kind of tell the trees are digital. Yeah, at least some of them, not yeah. all of them. I like that they don't overdo it with the special effects, so that they're subtle enough that even fifteen years later. It still really it still looks holds pretty up. good, yeah. yeah. It really does hold up. I like that the, the Orthanc Tower you can see in the background before he rides in is the miniature. Mm -hmm. How tall is that thing? Like six feet tall? Yeah, it's like a six it's like a six to nine foot miniature, just like the Baradura one is. Yeah. Oh, no, the Baradura one's even bigger than that. The Baradura one's like fifteen feet tall. Yeah. I forget the scale, like it's one to something absurd yeah it's like the the barrier is like one 125th scale or oh something something crazy like that which is which is very tiny yeah in comparison and the scale is nine feet tall right so that thing would be like ridiculous yeah that couple thousand like over a thousand feet tall yeah it's a big it's a big building <laughs> Orthanc is just this big, looming black spike coming out of the ground. Totally not ominous at all. Oh, no, right. Not even a little bit. You know, it doesn't it doesn't look like Baradur at all. Doesn't look <laughs> doesn't look at all evil. No, no. It doesn't look like you could just take the Eye of Sauron and plop it on top of right? Orthanc and you'd be fine. You'd be fine. <laughs> no one would even know. So, okay. Because Orthanc is supposed to be Numenorian. Yes. Like we talked, like the Numenorians yeah, built, the a bunch of built stuff. it. So why, why did they build it out of obsidian? I guess that's what was nearby, but there's no volcano here. Did they have like diamond pickaxes? Is that how they? <laughs> I get that the reference. Obsidian? Yeah, probably. Because obsidian is super hard. I mean, in yeah, trade in... some emeralds for it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You know, find some villagers, trade for trade for some obsidian. I mean, in in the real world, obsidian's not that terribly hard because obsidian's relatively brittle. Well, it is. It breaks like it, it breaks almost like glass. It's hard, but it's it they, is brittle. They yeah. call it uh, the the dragon glass in uh, Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. Right. So I don't understand the practicality really of. Building. You know what? Someone, someone just was like, "We have all this obsidian, <laughs> and I want." I'm gonna build a great big tower with right. four spikes on top. I want the most badass tower. <laughs> this one's mine. But it's also we're gonna like build a, a tower, and we're gonna make Merkwood pay for it. Right. That's right. <laughs> uh, really, Rohan. It's it's uh it's it's in a way it's a border. Isengard is kind of a border wall between Rohan and Gondor. They're trying to keep their dirty horse neighbors out. That's right. Yeah, that's sad. I mean, that's where Isengard sits. It it sits at a at the pass where the mountains right behind Gondor and right under Rohan come really close to touching the Misty Mountain Range. And then, which is a good I location because everything has to go past it. Right. Yeah, everything has to go by Isengard. It was it was built as a watchtower. Yeah. So it makes sense that uh, this totally not evil dude 
um, would <laughs> would use it to keep tabs on everybody. Right. I mean, he's he's a he's a benevolent wizard. He's fine. Benevolent overlord. He's a benevolent overlord. <laughs> he's not plotting over over there in that great black tower, looming over all of us threateningly. Doing, no, we're fine. Doing Christopher Lee things. Yeah, we're we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> It's fine. We're all fine here. How are you? How are you? <laughs> right. I think. Uh, once again, I, th- I think that's that's most of this minute too. I think we're we're going through these ones at a at a bit of a clip. Yeah. It's good that we're finally getting moving, though. I'm really happy about it. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that we we're getting moving as well. We're uh we're finally we're we're finally on the road. Finally, after we're like in full swing on the road now. Like, 45 minutes <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's still it's 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 still like uh like another six minutes before we get back to our hobbit friends yeah and then and even and when we get back to them they're still not out of the shire yet yeah but they're then, getting closer all the time just scratching act one yeah they're like barely scratching act one it hurts my soul a little yeah <laughs> I, I mean i volunteered you still got like so. what four hours left of the movie Right? <laughs> yeah, well, it's like... Uh, we got three hours. We got like three hours off the movie. It's like three hours and 40 minutes counting all the credits. Oh, my God. Because the extended edition credits are like about a half hour long. years, yeah. So, well, over like over 2,000 people worked on this movie. So, like, even the regular credits must be like 15, 20 minutes long. Yeah. And then the, the fan club credits mm-hmm. are like twice as long as the crew credits. They just go and go and go. Yeah. Basically, everybody who's read these books since the 60s. Right. Right. <laughs> I bet you Christopher Lee... I wonder if Christopher Lee's name is in the fan club oh credits. Oh my god, we should look for them. Yeah, we should see if any of the cast or crew are also in the fan club. Because it's like Thanks. the official Tolkien fan club, and there's yeah. like so many members. Yeah. It must all be the charter members. We should. We that's. I'm going to write yeah. a note. See if uh, how many of the cast and crew are also in the fan club credits. Half of the flight of the Concords are in there. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe even three fourths of them. Oh, there's only two guys. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was making a joke. It's like Brett Your and then like foot. Yeah. <laughs> Jermaine's uh, foot was like half a dwarf. Right. Right. Because <laughs> he's so tall. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway <laughs> you can find us on duelinggenre.com you can email us with any questions or comments at contact at lord of the rings minute.com we're on twitter at lotr minute tumblr lotr minute.tumblr.com we have a facebook page as well as a listener group where lots of cool people hang out and talk about nerdy stuff you should leave us a five-star review on itunes you can find cassandra and scott and nick our previous guests on the doctor's companion talking about Doctor Who. Scott and Nick also host Back to the Future Minute. The three of them, Cassandra, Scott, and Nick, also write, produce, and direct Geek by Night. And new on Dueling Genre this past week and moving through their second week is Harry Potter Minute. And if you would like to lend the Dueling Genre family some support, you can do so on Patreon at duelinggenre.com support. We also have a one-time donation button on the site and merchandise coming, coming soon. soon. To a theater near you. And as always... That's a blatant lie. (laughs) As always, special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182. I hope everyone enjoys the rest of their Tuesday, and we'll see all of you tomorrow.